Shabbat Shalom. This week's parasha is entitled Haye Sarah, meaning the life of Sarah, and covers Genesis 23.1 through 25.18. In this parasha, we see God's plan to continue his promises through Abraham's son Isaac and a teaching for us on what it means to be servants and faithful to the Lord. We open with the death of Abraham's wife, Sarah, at age 127. She lived a long life. Abraham mourns her passing and then negotiates with the local Hittites. He then purchases a field with a cave to bury his wife. Now, throughout his life, Abraham was a wanderer, a sojourner in the land of Canaan. And this cave would be the only land he actually owned before his death. The Lord had promised Abraham the entire land of Israel, but this would not be accomplished in his lifetime. Yet Abraham remained faithful that the Lord would fulfill his covenant with his descendants. He knew this covenant was eternal and unconditional, and trusted in the Lord's promises. Now in chapter 24, Abraham sends his oldest and most trusted servant, Eliezer, to find a wife for his son, Isaac. Eliezer swears an oath to Abraham not to take Isaac out of the land and not to find a wife among the Canaanites. Now Abraham knew that he needed a wife for Isaac to continue God's promises of redemption for mankind. He probably also wanted grandkids. (laughs) He also knew not to go to the pagan Canaanites and that Isaac was not to go back to the land they had been called out of. So Abraham understood the importance of a wise and God-honoring marriage based on God's will. And Abraham worked within God's will. So Abraham assured his servant that Adonai would be with him, and his servant swore the oath immediately, departing with ten camels to the city of Nahor, where Abraham's brother lived. After arriving at the city's well, Eliezer prayed to Adonai to reveal a wife for Isaac. His prayer was that the woman who would come and offer to draw water for him and his camels will be the one God had chosen for Isaac. Now, this was not an easy task, watering camels in the ancient world. This isn't like getting a cup of water for somebody in need. This would require hours of intense work, but would reveal the character of the person who did this, their kindness, their humility. Before Eliezer had even finished praying, the Lord records his prayer was answered. I wish that happened more often in my own life. Before I finished praying, God answered my prayer. But this shows that this was a God-honoring prayer, that God was pleased with this prayer. Rebecca appeared and fulfilled his prayer perfectly, and he knew that she was the one chosen by God for Isaac. God is making it very clear in this situation what his will is. Now, he accompanied her to her father's house and told them about Abraham, his oath, and how God had fulfilled his prayer. He then asked to take Rebekah back with him. 
Now, her family understood this was God's will, but left the decision up to Rebecca. In an act of great faith, she agreed to go. And after spending the night, he was immediately ready to depart. But Rebecca's mother and brother wanted her to wait 10 days before leaving. They knew it would be very long, if not ever, that they would see Rebecca again. And understandably, they wanted more time with her. But Eliezer knew that this was the Lord's will and urged them not to delay him. Now, we should remember that this was a man Rebecca had met only yesterday, sent by an uncle she had never known. This uncle who years ago left her family to follow the voice of God and go where he would show him. Yet, without any hesitation, about leaving her homeland and family, everything that she knew, she again agreed to go. She demonstrated the same kind of faith that Abraham had shown years earlier. This chapter concludes with Isaac falling in love with Rebekah and marrying her. Eliezer, Abraham, and Rebekah are great examples for us today. First, in Eliezer, we see a true servant of God. When he was commanded to do his master's will, he immediately complied. At the right time, he offered to God a righteous prayer, which was then answered. At every point where he could have slowed down, taken it easy, it's on an easy journey to this city, he probably would have liked 10 days to relax and be treated very well. He didn't slow down. He kept moving forward. Eliezer demonstrates for us faith in action. We can learn from him that when the Lord calls us, we should also be quick to respond. When obstacles or uncertainties cross our path, and they will, we should pray to the Lord to reveal his will to us and then to act boldly. Second, Abraham was insistent that his son would not marry a woman from the pagan Canaanites, or go back to where they had been called from. Why? Because Abraham trusted in Adonai's covenant and knew that, once again, the Lord would provide for him. He exhibited that definition of faith we find in Hebrews 11, being assured of things he hoped for and confident of things he did not see. Abraham's sincere faith comes from a right understanding of who God is. Like Abraham, we should have faith in the Lord's promises. It's sad to say that many today, including Christians and Jews, dismiss the unconditional covenant the Lord made with Abraham. Those who share the faith of Abraham and those in Hebrews 11 must know the Lord is faithful to all his promises, including the covenant he made with Abraham. Finally, consider Rebecca, God's chosen bride for Isaac. She is described with many positive qualities in God's word, including beauty, having a servant's heart. But her greatest attribute was her faith in the Lord. Like Abraham, she left her family and her land to fulfill the calling of God. She was seeking out that better country described in Hebrews 11. Like Abraham, she did not hesitate in trusting in Adonai, even when not knowing all the details. 
Like Eliezer, she quickly responded to God's call and opposed her family to leave immediately. That can't have been easy. Three very different people, and yet in one important way, they are the same. They were willing to trust in Adonai and act through genuine faith. The lessons of this parasha are very relevant for us today. We live in a time where we dismiss God's will and elevate our own. That is what our society is based on. This war currently going on in Israel has especially exposed intellectual lazy and emotionally manipulative thinking, propaganda. Most people, including many professed followers of Messiah Yeshua, continue to dismiss the promises of God. They refuse to follow him faithfully when it clashes against culture and feelings. Our feelings then become more important than God's truth. But Chaye Sarah teaches us the opposite. Rebecca did not put her own personal feelings or her family's feelings ahead of God's will. She did what God was clearly calling her to do. And everyone in this parasha was blessed because of their faithfulness to the Lord's will and not their own. You know, whether it is something large like war or maybe something small like a conflict between two people, every area of our lives can be transformed if we are willing to seek first God's will, despite how we or others feel. I pray that each of us would have a genuine faith in the Lord. May we all be willing to follow his will over our own every day. May each of us fulfill the call of the Lord for our lives as good and faithful servants. Thank you.